now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. I nailed it, people. Yeah, I did. This is a classic Michael W. Smith song, people. Saturday, people. Alright, so tonight what we're going to do, people, is we're going to look at the news. Yeah, we are. We're going to look at some interesting news. I'm turn down the volume on my phone there. Alright, who in my audience can name this song and who used to use it as their theme song? people so that was freedom yeah it was by michael w smith people janet parcel used to use that as her theme song on her show years ago called janet parcel's america so every time i hear that song i actually think of the opening to janet's show not that i'm trying to hawk the show or anything but just like the song it's pretty cool anyway 
just wondering how that happens. That sometimes uh, the ticker comes up. This is to call in and give. So there's people calling that number. What number? Well, the the, the lower third that had the hmm. calling information. And anyway. Huh. So. Well, anyway. So bareface. I know it's not your real name. No, it is not. May as well be though. Why? I, I think more Why? people call you bareface than Randall. I actually had people come up to me at Pickleball and say, Bareface, that's your husband, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, is that his real name? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> people call you more Bareface now than they do your actual name. Okay. See how influential I am? Yeah, yeah I am. You, yep. I'm pretty influential. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, hey, you guys. Today is uh, February 8th, and it is late at night. It's 8 o'clock, and I don't know why all of a sudden I got tired. Probably because I ate food. Right? What? Shut up. Anyway, so so I'm a little bit tired because I just had a full meal right before we got on here. About, what, two hours ago? All of a sudden, you know. I have to say that Five Guys has one of the best hamburgers and french fries around, people. Just so you know. Ah. Anyway, okay, but enough of that. Okay, so tonight, I want to share with you a couple of things. I think this is important to talk about. Um, The dryer is now finished. I just heard that. Yeah. Anyway, so tonight, we're going to talk about some serious stuff. Um, But first, I want to tell you about a web browser that you guys might want to check out. I've been using it for a couple of months now. It's called Brave, B-R-A-V-E. And here's the thing. Brave is a internet browser that is faster than Chrome. It's faster than Firefox and a whole bunch of other stuff, except this browser actually pays you to use it. And it doesn't take it doesn't take any of your privacy or your your stuff. It doesn't track you all over the place. It actually it actually believes you should have a right to go on the internet wherever you want without tracking you. Mm-hmm. So I happen to have a uh, user code that if you go, if you write this down, and I'll go ahead and I'll type it in Periscope. And let me see here. Maybe I can get Bareface to put it up in a little bit. Um, over on YouTube, or maybe I can do it myself if I log in, uh, if anybody's over there, but I should say hi first to everybody. I see Gina, and I see Angie and Stefano, I saw Mia, but I don't know where she went, maybe she went somewhere else, um, and I don't know if anybody else is over on YouTube yet, but (coughs) the reason why this is kind of important, excuse me, my throat, of course, Side stacked up right now because I'm on the show. Um, but if if you go to brave.com forward slash BIB330 and you download the browser, you put it on your computer, uh, or you do it on your phone, you can go into your, your I know it's on um, Android. I don't know if it's on iPhone, probably. But there's also the Brave browser on your phone as well, which means that your stuff on your phone, you can be earning money and also um, 
be, you know, protecting your privacy as well. So if you go to brave.com forward slash BIB as in Bible 330, I don't know why they put that number, but that's just what they put. So it's bib 330. Bareface will put that up. Anyway, I already uh-huh. t- I tweeted this out earlier today. So if you go to Brave, B-R-A-V-E. Wait, I'm going to type it in here on periscope.com forward slash. I can find it. There we go. B-I-B 330. Okay, that's my affiliate link right there. Okay, so here's the thing. When you go there and you use that link and you download the browser on your computer or you use this and you do it on your phone and you start using it, first of all, if you download it through that link, um, we will get a couple of dollars as the affiliate uh, for Bible News Radio. So I think it's just a one-time thing too, by the way. I get like five or six bucks, something like that. Not a lot of money, but it's still something, you know. But if you go there, just download it. And then the best thing is you can still use it. It's actually works great. I've been using it, like I said, for a few months. And um, I actually heard about this from Joel Calm, who's, you know, kind of really up on this stuff. Um, And anyway, just use it. I will tell you that this week, uh, Jeff Bell, who is the CEO of Legal Shield, uh, in his five-minute message that he gives to all of us Legal Shield people. He actually mentioned using Brave as a browser to protect your privacy because um, we're having a big em- emphasis this, um, this, this month on uh, ID Shield and internet safety and stuff like that. So he mentioned using Brave, and I thought, yes, I already am. Yay, I'm using Brave, and it's a cool browser. So just check it out. You can make a couple of bucks. Uh, yourself when you just use it. What it does is it suppresses all the pop-ups and all the ads that a normal browser would would put in your way. And then it will give you a pop-up of an ad that they think you might be interested in based on already where you're going. And then if you click on it, you don't have to. Here's the thing. But if you click on it, it will give you... It's called Basic Attention Tokens. So this is actually, I know this sounds weird, but it's actually a form of cryptocurrency. It's called a, a BAT, B-A-T. It's a, so it's a, it's a basic attention token. Anyway, those add up, and then you can cash those in for actual money. So, And I've already made about $5 just using it without doing anything different, right? So... And I actually just found out they have it for the phone. So I'm obviously going to be making more money now because I'm on my phone more than I am my laptop, it seems. So anyway, brave.com forward slash bib 330. If you're interested, go download that browser and um, start protecting your data. And then you help Bible News Radio out at the same time and you start making money too. Just got to sign up, people. Yeah, you do. Okay, so that's one thing. Uh Yesterday, one of the things that we talked about was we talked about Donald Trump and the prayer breakfast, right? Or yeah, the national prayer breakfast. Some of you, actually it was only one one or two of you said that you wanted me to play it on the show. Randall and I decided not to because frankly, we didn't get enough people who said that they wanted it and and you know what? If you really want to go watch it, I highly recommend you do. You can go to C-SPAN. You can go to YouTube. 
type in presidential prayer breakfast 2020 you'll find it it's literally a half hour um speech that trump gave um it, the service itself is i think about two hours um so anyway you can check that out all right so what we're going to do though tonight is we're going to cover some news and i want to give some good news first uh this is a, a story coming out of florida it's titled Woman wins battle to hold Bible study at condo complex after Christian worship ban. So I'm probably not going to read the whole thing here, but I'm going to read some of it. It says here, a Florida woman who filed a federal complaint after her homeowners association barred her, her from continuing to host a Bible study in the social room of her own condominium complex has reached a settlement allowing her to carry on with the religious activity a legal group that represented the Christian woman said. The agreement states that Donna Dunbar, a Seventh-day Adventist lay minister who runs a nationally recognized soup kitchen with her husband, may continue to use the social room on a weekly basis to hold a Bible study without being subject to special rules or restrictions, said First Liberty Institute in a statement calling the settlement excellent news. Her victory is more proof that we are taking part in a historic turning point when people of faith are reclaiming religious freedom at an unprecedented rate, the group said. Dunbar, a retired senior citizen, started a small women's Bible study last year in the common room of the Cambridge House Complex in Port Charlotte, Florida, for two hours on Monday mornings. Less than 10 friends, some of whom are not Cambridge residents, attended the study. Around three months later, Dunbar was told by then treasurer for the Cambridge House Board of Directors that the group would have to acquire insurance for the meetings. No other groups were required to purchase insurance to use the common areas for their meetings. After disputing the need for insurance, Dunbar went ahead and complied with the demands so that the weekly Bible study could continue. However, the Cambridge House Board of Directors then passed a resolution stating prayers and other religious services, observations, or meetings of any nature shall not occur in or upon any of the common elements. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I do have a law firm in the palm of my hand. <laughs> um, but that is a violation right there. I mean, I know that that's a violation of my rights. So anyway, she said Dunbar sent a letter explaining that the new resolution prohibits Bible study meetings in the social room. Dunbar's complaint alleged that a sign was even placed on top of the organ in the community room saying any and all Christian music is banned. But now Donna will be able to freely live out her faith and use the social room just like all other residents. The Fair Housing Act protects people from discrimination on the basis of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, and disability when they are renting, buying, or securing finances for a home. Okay, so I'm just going to stop it right there because, um, you know, I don't want to read the whole thing because uh, we got a lot to cover, but that's good news. Bareface, what do you think? Well, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can see, you know, banning illegal activity and, and the laws of Florida and, you know, in that county, <clears throat> whatever, that would cover that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't say what other groups use the, use the, you know, facility, the, mm -hmm. the social room there, but there's an organ in there. That's kind of odd for a for a common room to have an organ, you know, because a lot of people like to, you know, sit around and play oldies on the organ. <laughs> I don't know is what there... the appeal of the organ is. I always think 
funerals or and stuff. Anyway, so I don't want the groups meet there, whether it's, you know, knitting club, you know, stamp club, AA, I don't know. But if none of them were required to have their own insurance policy, I, being a member of the board of directors for our own homeowners association, one of our largest expenses is insurance, and that's to insure the homeowner association, which is every homeowner um, in the it's the homeowners that make up the homeowners association, which is the association of homeowners. Duh. Anyway, you know, is because in this litigious society, whatever. Anyway, so I'm just that to say I'm sure that the the homeowners association carries insurance for any injury or anything that might happen or right. even perceived injury. Um, so that's a ridiculous requirement that a group using the social room <laughs> to be social a bible study is a, a social type anyway so yeah to prohibit that if there's other groups meeting for other purposes to so say you can't pray and then so yeah it, it's it's a shame that uh, attorneys had to get involved uh, when in some but it's those... florida it's not such a big shock yeah when it, it's just a it's just it's a blatant violation uh, yeah. yeah. I don't see how anybody lives in Florida or California. I mean, if they were having, you know, if they're having like a worship service, I could, I could see that, you know. Um, uh, it'd be. Well, okay. So what constitutes a worship, a worship service? By the way, let me just ask this. Okay. So I'm going to be starting a Bible study this week. Well, Tuesday. Do you think if I play my guitar and sing a couple of songs, is that considered a worship service after and I teach the Bible? Or is it considered a worship service if I actually just teach the Bible and I don't play any music? I, I wouldn't, but... You wouldn't consider what? At a worship service. What, how is a worship service defined? Well, I, I look at a worship service. I mean, if they, if they had... Um, people come uh you know and there was uh you know a typical worship service be it in a synagogue or a protestant church or or a um or a mosque or whatever you know this situation where people come in there's ushers whatever people said <laughs> you know there's some officiation there's singing you know they they kind of bulletins and you know, to use a social room for that, like, take over the space for right. that kind of thing. Yeah, I have a problem with that because it's not a congregational meeting. It's a social room. But a Bible, every Bible study I've been to, it's, you know, a small group. They said 10 people, some of who are not residents of that, uh, that HOA. Um, so that's as most are. They come there, they get together. They read the Bible. They talk about it. You know, what's how's it different than a book club? I mean, granted, coming from, you know, I'm a believer. There's, I'm a believer. There's a spiritual dimension, all that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not equating people getting all armed. I'm, I'm not equating the Bible to, to Moby Dick or there's, Fifty Shades of Grey. There's or not enough like people watching us to get up in arms. All right. We didn't mention Trump in the headline tonight, so we won't have much of an audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 
I'm not. So. I'm not. Um, I'm not diminishing the scriptures, or you know, uh, you know, I'm not taking them down to the, you know, the level of any other uh, literature. Okay. But I'm just saying that the activity of a Bible study isn't significantly different than a book club. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to bypass some of the other stories. Let's get into this dirty dozen list, people. Because um, this is this is going to shock you. Well, maybe not. You want to start with the story or the list? I'm going to talk about the story first. So there's a website called... I'm going to go over here to it so I can tell you what it is. EndSexualExploitation.org. Okay? That's the actual name. That's URL. And what it, what they do is, or if you go to dirtydozenlist.com, you can actually uh, see this. this. This is from, it's a project of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. So, and sexualexploitation.org um, is uh, that you're put, that's the wrong one. That one's for TikTok. Okay. There's one that has all 12 on it. Yeah, the list. I asked if you wanted to go to the list or with the story. Okay, I thought you were talking. Okay, I meant the list. Okay. Based on what you said. Okay, so this this is, um, you know, the more I read this stuff, the more I'm not shocked because we're definitely in the end days. Okay, but what this is, so what they do, what this is is basically a watchdog group, right? They basically monitor what big companies do and they help uh, lobby for change in a nice, polite, polite, respectful way. And they just came out with this dirty dozen list. There's actually 13 on here, but we're going to highlight the 12 and we'll just go through really fast what they are so you guys kind of know. We're going to begin with Amazon and I am going to read this because I want you to hear what it has to say. So Amazon, uh, which most of us use, um, says here, Amazon is the world's titan of e-commerce logistics data storage and media also peddles endless amounts of sexual exploitation as an online retailer amazon is in the business of selling incest themed porn sex dolls photography books with eroticized child nudity pornographic magazines and more as a media creator amazon prime video inserts unnecessary gratuitous nudity and simulated sex scenes into many of its original programming. Indeed. I while was discovering that yesterday. Yeah, while pro- providing faulty parental controls, Amazon S3 and Amazon Web Services are also host to thousands of hardcore violent pornography and prostitution websites. Learn more and take action at endsexualexploitation.org forward slash Amazon. Now, each one of these companies, you can do the nsexualexploitation.org forward slash in the name of the company. Um, I have very, very mixed feelings, unfortunately, about Amazon because I've heard a lot of crappy things about Amazon. And of course, I have seen exactly what they're talking about. Um, that's part of the reason I don't watch TV. I mean, it really is. You know, it's it's so frustrating to me to see something of interest let's just say like what was the name of the show you were watching yesterday um you remember yeah i was watching a show called feed i watched it for about 
six minutes. What, feed, F-E-E-D? Yeah. It's a sci-fi thing oh, okay. where everybody's um, like wirelessly connected to the net. Oh, okay. And, you know, so they can call it up with their thoughts, I guess, you know. Anyway, so, so I skipped a lot of things. You know, Amazon Originals, because they all have this TVMA rating on them. Just about all of them. Which, mar- which means the F word is in it. Yeah, mature and, audiences, and, 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 and sex is in it in a like over the top way. Yeah, they're like no, 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 and that's TV fourteen. Like no, 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 and I finally come across one. This feed it doesn't have any of those ratings. It's like I don't think so. It certainly wasn't MA. I don't think it was TV fourteen either. Anyway, I thought okay, finally they got something. Where I like the description, but it doesn't have this bad rating. I watch that about, I'd say about six minutes into it. There's a simulated sex thing going on. I'm like, what was the point of this? It's totally, as I said, gratuitous. It had nothing to do with the storyline. Yeah, and me, okay, so here's what was going on. So Randall was trying to kick back, just kind of wind down. He watches more TV than me. And I was, I don't even know what I was doing. About once a month. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but, but so I was, but I... I came in the bedroom and all of a sudden Randall's going like this and I'm like, what the heck? And I turned and I saw, and I can't see very good, so I didn't see anything really clearly, but I could kind of make out what was going on and Randall's like, I got to shut this off. This is, I'm like, what the heck? And you know, it's so sad. I mean, Uh it's really, really disgusting to me that, that you can't, you know, unless you're watching something from 40 years ago, it's virtually impossible today. To so are we prudes and anti-sex? No. Um, but, you know, this is Bible News Radio. Scripture says, uh, basically in Hebrews, that the, that, hey, the marriage, that the marriage bed be undefiled or honored among all. The, the idea is uh, sex relationships are for a husband and a wife. Um, and... You know, not a threesome. And, and when it's put on television or movies, that makes you a, a voyeur. You're, you're, a, you're a third party to a sexual act. And, and it's, it's just as wrong as you're, you know, peeping Tom, looking at somebody's window, watching someone else's, you know, sexual yeah. interaction, uh, real or, you know, real or uh, simulated. It's, it's just it's unholy it's 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 the defiles the marriage bed right anyway so hi barb over on youtube you're here i'm glad you're here i thought you were gonna be gone again i totally missed you this is my face when barb's not here that's really a bad sad face because i'm smiling because you're here more like a pouty face yeah whatever anyway so Okay, so anyway, so Amazon. So I have mixed feelings about Amazon because, you know, Amazon is very convenient for other stuff, but, you know, they're big purveyor of smut. All right, the second person on this list is Google. There's a big shocker. So Google, with 87% of the search engine market share worldwide and a vast network that touches the lives of nearly all people alive today, Google yep. has a responsibility to reject sexual exploitation rather than serving as a party and a facilitator to it. Google has a long list of problems to answer to, including unfiltered Chromebooks exposing school children to hardcore porn, pedophiles networking on YouTube, pornographic results for educational search terms in Google Images, and concerning 
uh, encryption efforts that could make identifying and prosecuting child abusers more difficult. So if you want to learn more about some of the other stuff they've done, go to endsexualexploitation.org forward slash Google. Now this next one, Massage Envy. Now this is an interesting one because I have a friend um, who actually has been giving me massages. She's broke off from her working at Massage Envy. She actually works there here in Tennessee. And I actually just found out because I shared this with her mom that my friend, unfortunately, has been a victim of herself at Massage Envy, which really sucks. Listen to this. Massage Envy, the largest massage chain in America with more than 20,000 therapists and 1,200 locations, has banned and is being sued by hundreds of women for failing to take appropriate measures when a massage therapist sexually harassed or assaulted a client. Among a number of poor policies, the company has hidden clauses in customer agreements that force women to surrender their rights. Massage Envy needs to stop silencing survivors and take real corporate responsibility. Learn more and take action at nsexualexploitation.org forward slash Massage Envy. By the way, when you go to whatever this is, if you want to research more, here's the thing. When you click on that link to NX and sexualexploitation.org forward slash whatever the name is with the massage envy one there are like six or seven videos where this has been reported in the news you know and yet you know corporate still hasn't done anything um so you need to be aware that this stuff is going on which is tragic netflix okay netflix is next Netflix has become a staple of at-home entertainment with over 150 million users subscribing across the globe. Disturbingly, Netflix often produces media portraying gratuitous nudity, graphic sexual acts, and even graphic depictions of sexual assault. Despite this, Netflix self-rates as suitable for ages 4 plus on the Apple App Store. Netflix needs to stop normalizing and mainstreaming sexually graphic and violent entertainment, and until they do so, they need to change their app rating to 17 plus. Learn more and take action at endsexualexploitation.org forward slash Netflix. And again, Netflix, we get it free now because of our um, T-Mobile provider, but I don't watch it. Unless it's a show like Parks and Recreation or something, or Friends, which even has questionable content in it, but at least not to the degree that current crap does. Um, on the next, on the Netflix page here, one of the things that you'll find is that they have made some improvements because these people have been after them for a while. But you know what the sad part is? Why should they have to? Why should anybody have to be a watchdog group of these big corporations, right? I'll tell you why, because unfortunately, the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, right? I mean, we talked about that a little bit last night. So, you know, there's big money and smut, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and personally, this is just my opinion, take it for what it's worth, that and five bucks may get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, but you know, personally, I think you should just nix, nix everything on TV. I just think you should nix all live streaming um, TV stuff. I mean, I, I, even the news. If I were you, I wouldn't even watch the news. You, the only thing you should watch is me, people. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm brainwashing you right here. Watch Bible News Radio. Guaranteed fun. 
from a biblical worldview. Yeah, it is. I'll cover the crap you don't need to see because I just read the headlines and then commentate. That's all I do, people. Yeah, I do. Are you brainwashed yet? Okay, there you are. Wait. Now you will cluck like a chicken when I say Netflix sucks. And it would be really funny if I actually did hypnotize you. That would be funny. People would be walking around all of a sudden, hey, Netflix sucks, and a whole bunch of clucks go up all over the world. <laughs> ah. Hey, think it's easy to report this stuff, people? It's not. Okay. Because this really isn't, this is not funny. It's, it's actually, it's actually sad, people. All right, Nevada, Nevada, the whole name, the whole state of Nevada is on here. Listen to this. It says Nevada is the only state in America with legalized brothel prostitution in select counties. As a result, Nevada has the largest commercial sex market in the country due to the increased demand for buying sex in this normalized atmosphere, abandoning many to be exploited in both prostitution and sex trafficking. While some may claim that legalization provides better regulation and increased safety, which is, which is one of the biggest lines of baloney I've ever heard in my life, the truth is that sexual violence, racism, and socioeconomic disadvantages are inextricable from the prostitution experience. Again, you can go to endsexualexploitation.org forward slash Nevada if you happen to know anybody who lives in Nevada. Um... All right, so it is now the bottom of the hour, so I want to take a minute now to thank Ariel Ministries, our wonderful biblical sponsor, you know, who love us, who, who are smut-free people. <laughs> this is a great sponsor. If you want to get some biblical training, actually, that's what you should be doing instead of watching TV and stuff. Study the Bible the whole time in your life. Just open the Bible, study it, ignore what the world wants to give you and go to ariel.org and i know you think i'm kidding but i'm not i am being totally serious because you know what when you consider the hours that people are inundated with the media and the world from your phone to your tv set to the movie theater to the to wherever you know it's so small in comparison to the amount of time most people spend in the bible I guarantee if you go to ariel.org and buy some of their stuff over there and save 20% when you use Bible News, our coupon code, and you actually read the books and stuff that you buy, guess what, people? You will actually begin to have more of a biblical worldview, and you will lessen your desire for the media of the world. I mean, you really will. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I'm weird or something because I really have zero desire to watch TV or anything. Ask Bearface. Go ahead. Bearface, tell them how much I watch TV. Um, slightly less than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I turn on I was going to say the tube, it's not a tube anymore. Yeah. The panel of maybe once a month. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, even before I was really an older person like I am now, like when I was a kid, like 21 or whatever, I didn't even have a TV for years. Yeah, same here. Um, my early 20s, um, didn't have a television. I probably, yeah, three, four years. That 
And I remember um, going out with some co-workers one evening to uh, to a restaurant, kind of sports bar kind of thing. It was, that's what, it was a sports bar. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Anyway, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have all the TV screens up there. Yeah. And th- this was in the 80s even. <laughs> I am that old. You know, they were actually cathode ray tubes up there, but they still, nothing new. They still had, and I remember just sitting there looking at it. I was just kind of mesmerized, like, like, boy, I haven't seen one of those in years. (laughs) (laughs) There's like moving images on there. And uh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, now admittedly, I do get on the internet, which is different, right? I mean, it isn't, it isn't. The internet I'm not watching, like, long hours of media. I'm scrolling through social media. I'm I'm actually spending most of my time on the Internet putting content out, probably as opposed to reading it, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, I do read the news articles on the websites I go to in order to do the show here. But even after that, it's like, eh, not really all that interested in this either. But anyway, okay, so... Also, if you want to donate to our show, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give, you can do that. Continue to keep our minds pure, people, by donating to us. <laughs> um, and also, uh, if you need legal shield assistance or identity theft protection, you know, Randall was talking to me yesterday. Did I already share this? I think I did. Did I? I might not have. Well, anyway, I found two main people, two groups of people who buy legal shield. One, the first group is the person that goes, oh my gosh, I need this because I have a situation right now that I need a lawyer and I never thought I would be able to go to a lawyer because I can't afford it. Um, please sign me up right now because 25 bucks, that's not a, that's a no brainer, right? For, a, for an attorney and all the, all the perks you get with it. The other group of people happen to be people that once they see the plan, they look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, I know I'm going to need this at some point. And for 25 bucks a month, this is insane. How, how do you guys do that? Well, it's like an HMO for lawyers or a Netflix for lawyers, whatever you want to call it. Gives you the opportunity to have some confidence. I always say either tap the app or you got power in the palm of your hand, people. Somebody threatens you. Somebody goes after you. Somebody gives you bad customer service. You get a traffic ticket. You get IRS audited. You got help right there on the app. Power in the palm of your hand. And, you know, I seriously... Um, am so thankful that I became an associate with this company because I, I hear stories now. I've been going on two years now selling this and every week I hear stories of like how the membership has helped a friend of mine or a new friend of mine. You know, maybe it's somebody I didn't even know they signed up and they call me and they go, oh my gosh, this totally helped me and I can't thank you enough. It's it's just great. So if you need that, if you need if you need Legal Shield, contact me directly. You guys can do that through my website if you're not a normal uh, viewer of the show. Okay, all right, that's it, people. All right, so let's get back to the dirty dozen. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna share the next couple, but I will go to TikTok. So let's pull up the TikTok page just for fun. Okay, so this one is sad to me because um, according to this, TikTok has more than 500 million active users worldwide. It's a social media video app increasingly popular among elementary and middle school age children. 
Due to a lack of moderation and meager safety controls, TikTok has facilitated a space for sexual grooming by abusers and sex traffickers. Now, here's the thing. I will say, now this is interesting. The problem, um, it says here, how, however, due to lack of moderation and insufficient safety controls, TikTok has facilitated a space for sexual grooming by abusers or potentially sex traffickers. These exploiters utilize TikTok to view minor users and either comment and or message these minors often requesting sexually explicit videos or pictures. An advocacy group accurately called TikTok a hunting ground for predators to abuse children and Forbes identified TikTok as a magnet to sexual predators. For these reasons, TikTok is being named to the 2020 Dirty Dozens list. Now, it's interesting to me because not just a, a few days ago, I was on TikTok and I am on TikTok. Okay, I like it. Um, I don't see these children because frankly, I don't look for content with children. So I don't, I'm not seeing it. I see Christians pretty much and people who love their animals do fun stuff. That's primarily what I get because that's the content that I like. Well, I happened to come across a woman who was talking about a man, and this was a young lady. She was probably in her mid-20s, maybe 30s, and she was talking about how um, there was a man on TikTok who kept doing um, these duets. Now, here's the interesting thing about TikTok that's different than like Periscope or YouTube. So on TikTok... Um, the way that you interact and build an audience is is a couple of different ways. You, first, you can go into an account, you, you watch, you scroll through the video, and if you see something, then you tap the heart, you like it, and you leave a comment. So then that person knows that you've watched their content. Uh, and then you can follow the person. So then that, that will get into, um, you know, the feed or whatever. So the second thing is... Um, that you can duet a person on TikTok. So a duet is basically a, a split screen. So let's say I go ahead and I, like today I made a couple about the Bible, right? So if I had the duet function on, then say Randall, he could go in and he could react to my video. He can't say anything verbally. All he can do is react visually. So they will allow him to put text up or, or whatever, but it's basically a, a split screen. All he could do is visually react. Well, that's what these men are doing with these kids. They're going in, they're looking at the video of these children, and then they're putting up their reaction to it. And a lot of these guys, like they say, are perverts, right? I mean, they're creeps, you know. Um, so I saw this woman on TikTok, and what she was doing was talking about this one guy in particular, and she was saying, you know, normally I wouldn't call this type of thing out, but I'm going to call it out because this guy is creepy. And it seems like all he's doing is duetting children. And I'm trying to report him to TikTok and I'm really getting nowhere. Um, and anyway, she actually duetted some of the guy's stuff so we could see who the heck she was talking about. And I was like, yeah, that guy definitely is creepy. And, you know. I mean, you can almost tell that he had like this demonic, like lust thing over him because it was just, just creepy, you know, men who are, um, you know, preying on young little girls and children. Now we got to back up a little bit though, too, because parents have a huge responsibility when it comes to children. 
And I think number the number one responsibility of the parent needs to be that they're only giving their child technology that's age appropriate, you know? So if you have a five-year-old who's on TikTok, then that mom or dad or whoever the heck gave them a phone that has access to TikTok and other social media like that, they, they should be smacked because a child shouldn't have that. You know, they make, they make stuff child-friendly so that they don't have to get, you know, on the internet and get, you know, attacked and lured by these predators. And look, I'm somebody who is talking from experience on so many levels. Number one, um, I used to lead support groups for people addicted to pornography when I was a therapist in California. So I know a little bit about pornography addiction because I ran some groups with some men who were addicted to pornography and I learned a little bit about it when I was doing that. Number two, um, uh, technology is highly addictive and children need to be kept away from it. In my opinion, I personally think that kids should not have technology until they are older, right? I think anybody under 12 or 13 shouldn't have a computer and I don't care. And that's probably like, you know, oh, I can't believe you said that. What I mean is you shouldn't have, they shouldn't have access to the internet. They certainly shouldn't have access to video games. Um, they should be like left to books, you know, books, crayons. They should learn how to write, you know, with their hand. Um, they should, it should, needs to be old school. Like when me and a lot of you who are older than me were back in school because of a number of reasons. Number one, because of because of brain development. Number one, that's really the biggest reason. When a child is learning to be on a computer when they're two and three and one years old, it is completely screwing their brain up big time. Um, their addiction and their attention level and all that stuff is being highly impacted and it's not good for them. I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion. I, I think that it's, you know, not, not good for them at all. Okay. So, but I also know, and I can't say that it's easy, but I also know that parents, you guys are like in a bad corner because you've got technology and people have to, you know, deal with all this stuff. So be smart about it, right? Instead of getting them an actual internet connected computer, get them a handheld little game one with, 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 with simple little children games on it if you have to. You know, if you want to keep them busy and keep them out of your hair, you know, I mean, in my day, in Randall's day, it used to be, we were, you know, everybody was told, oh, it's the TV is of the devil. And if you sit the child in front of the boob tube for too long, it's going to corrupt them. <laughs> if we knew then what we knew know now, can you imagine what the society would be like? I mean, heck, we are, I mean, what we were exposed to was nothing compared to children today. Randall. But they were right then. Too many hours in front of that tube. Yeah. The, you know, was, was not good. Uh, back in my day, uh, you know, if you, wanted, funny. if you wanted children out of your hair, either it's go outside and play, or it was sit there and be quiet. You know, um, <clears throat> Danielle said, I grew up in the 60s, was a great era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was born in 68, so, 
but yeah, I mean, compared to today, compared to today, you know, it is completely different. And you got to watch your kids, man. I mean, really. And so, you know, there should be a no lot children. More I can get into these days. People, and this is what drives me up a wall when I hear people, and this is just a mini rant. So forgive me if I offend anybody. But when I when I hear adults say, "Oh, kids are so mature and they can handle it," and blah 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 blah, what I want to do is I want to say, you know, I don't know what world you're living in, but a child's brain isn't even fully developed until they're close to 25 years old, okay? So it's easy to influence somebody who doesn't have a highly developed brain. And it's easy to influence children um, in, in many ways because they're not critical thinkers, especially in today's day and age. How, you know, if you actually meet a critically thinking child, it's probably because they've been homeschooled by a very strict Christian home who actually is trying to teach them the word of God and to think and to go, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? I'll give you a perfect example. Tim Tebow, right? Tim Tebow, what had that upbringing and, you know, he's in his, I think he's in his thirties now. But, you know, here's a guy that waited and it's like, hey, you know what? This is wrong. He's all about the gospel, you know, and all this other stuff. And children, they are immature today. Just like what Danielle is saying. Kids are very immature nowadays. And when we grew up, we worked on the farm. Yeah. The way over there says, I, I think like you as a mom of a nine-year-old, but most of my mom friends have given to the tech babysitter. I'm very strict with technology for my daughter. Many social media forums have lose control. Exactly. And you know, that's part of the problem. When I was a therapist in training at, in the in uh, California, in the graduate program I was in, one of the things, and this was in 2001, okay, so it was a long time ago. One of the things that I said then when I was in the program, even before I got licensed and stuff, is that internet addiction is going to be one of the hottest issues of the day. And it is, but it's way worse than I would have ever predicted back then, right? Because it's, because the technology, you know, I mean, who, who would have ever thought in a million years that we all would have a phone and we'd all be on it first thing in the morning, you know, in the bathroom, in the car, wherever the heck you're at, you're with your phone, right? It, it is, it is, we're, we're all addicted, Okay, but you know what's weird? And I'm just going to throw this perspective out because I'm here for an alternate point of view. I go to my dad's assisted living, right? My dad is 91, almost 92. And, and a lot of the people in the assisted living are in their 80s. Okay, so 80s, 90s. There's quite a few 90-somethings where, where my dad lives. Um, and these, these men and women are in pretty good shape considering um, their advanced years. But you know what? All of them, I hear them often say, man, I wish I could have a phone, but I don't understand it. And I always say, you know what, dad, you don't want a phone. <laughs> you, you do not want this. And then the irony is when I started working with younger people, some of the things that I actually noticed on TikTok when I first got on there, I started watching different people. They were talking about how they wish they didn't have technology because they don't under, they can't go on a date, you know, just with somebody, their date, they can't go on a date without the phone being an interruption in the date. You know, they just want that one-on-one -on -one time, you know, with the person in front of them, you know, 
It's like, you know, so here's part of the solution. Get your children involved in some type of sport. Teach them pickleball as an example, you know, or volleyball or soccer or basketball or get them involved in little league or gymnastics or dance class. Um, take them to where they're interacting with people and they have technology in the background. I mean, they don't have to have the technology, you know? I mean, look, we all survived as kids without cell phones, right? Most of us, because some of you are younger, but most of us old people, and I'm not really that old, but you know what I'm saying? I did not need a phone with me for 30 years of my life, at least, you know? And a child today will not die if they don't have their game with them for a few hours. <laughs> you, know? you know, in fact, internet addiction, video game addiction, when I counseled children, World of Warcraft was really big back then. It was way before Fortnite. Well, do you know that the research shows that if you remove a child who has been addicted to video games... Are you aware that if you can do that for three days, 72 hours, you can keep that kid off that game and that technology? Are you aware that you can help that kid break free in 72 hours? That's all it takes. But the problem is most parents don't have that tolerance because they don't want to deal with the temper tantrums that are going to happen. They don't want to deal with the outrage, the anger, you know, and all that. And here's the thing. I get that totally get it. Now, here's the thing, though. What you got to know is that it's not just the kid emotionally breaking down at that point because he doesn't have his thing, but it really is a chemical connection that they're dealing with. It's a real physical addiction that that they're dealing with, you know, and so that's why it's important to keep that face-to-face -face communication, do game nights, you know. Um, when I was talking to a hospice about my dad, um, and they were asking, well, what type of stuff does he like? And I, and I said, well, he loves dominoes. I mean, when was the last time you guys had a family dominoes night? Dominoes is actually kind of fun, people. If you actually play it, it's fun, you know? And then there's other games, you know, there's puzzles and stuff. Um, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and all that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a matter of changing, you know, my shoe fell off. I gotta go get it. There we go. I've got it. Okay. Um, anyway, okay. So that's my thought on that. Okay. Let me shut that because I already talked about that. And you want to say something? Go for it. Well, over there on uh, YouTube, Eric played pickleball as a kid. Yeah. Well, you might like my upcoming book, Pickleball Faith. It's, you know, I worked on it today. I'm getting closer, you guys. I'm getting closer. It's just been so hard to... Yeah, I don't know why it's a sport that kind of hibernated for about 40 years. And, uh, I don't know. Now maybe, making a comeback. Maybe now the is the time. Well, see, that's the thing. Huh. Look, you don't need technology to entertain. Go play no. pickleball. Get a book. Read a book, person. You know, how many of you read books? Did you know there's a statistic I read recently that that said that something like 63% of people who graduate from high school never read a book ever again in their life. <laughs> I know, right? That's not me. I have thousands of books in my life. I've probably read a few thousand easy. You want to say something else? Oh, wait. No, you're back. Okay. Uh, let's see here. 
Okay, so TikTok Twitter is on here. Um, that's not a big shock. Um, but Visa, listen to this, okay? Visa, it says here, the credit card company corporation Visa partners with the pornography in- industry by processing payments for pornography with themes of sexual violence, racism, incest, and the fetish fetishization, is that even a word, of minors. Other major payment systems such as PayPal have rejected profits from the sex industry by refusing to allow their system to be used by pornography websites. So that makes me feel good about PayPal, even though PayPal still promotes abortion, but at least they're not taking money from the pornographers, which is good. Or the consumers of them. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's kind of hard. The hats off to PayPal that they can limit, you know, receiving payments for those services. But uh, these days, uh, you know, as I know, and you probably know, through uh, business networking meetings, that there are dozens of payment processing companies out there. So the third parties that take all these cards and and they take their cut and whatever and pass them on. So it seems like it might be hard, you know, even though you're using a Visa card for them to know. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess even even if it's different payment processing, the, the, the end recipient is still the end recipient. I still had to think through that because it shows them your statement. It shows who you paid. Yeah. So if there are, if there are identified uh you know porn peddlers and all this stuff you know especially if it's uh, yeah any of that exploitation and fetishization of minors and all that they could simply block those payments say we're not going to do that transaction yeah well you know you guys you you might be wondering why are we talking about it Well, I'm going to talk about it, and I know that you can't boycott everything on the planet, because if you did, you'd be naked in the desert, standing there, just going, how am I going to get through life? I may be like John the Baptist, you know. Eating locusts and wild honey. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, But here's the thing. Um, You know, the Bible says in Ephesians to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. So that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, And this will give you a a couple of things. Number one. You can pray. You can pray that God moves on the hearts of the people who are who are at the top, who actually are the decision makers of these companies so that their eyes might be opened and their hearts might be softened and convicted to what they're doing. Two, okay? Number two, the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. That's the number one thing these all have in common. If they're pushing, you know, this smut to put a, old-fashioned word on it they're doing it for the money people now money in itself is not inherently bad um it's good you know when righteous people have money we can do righteous stuff with it we can feed the poor we can fund churches we can fund missionaries we can fund bible news radio you know we can help fund people who are putting good into the world um but the love of money you know if you look at if you look through the book of Ephesians and various other New Testament books, you'll see a list of the the fruit of the flesh. And look, we're fleshly. We're all flesh, right? I mean, our flesh is alive and well. 
You know, that's why the, that's why the Bible says to crucify our flesh, right? I mean, it's hard to do. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it's a piece of cake. Yeah, because if it was, I would never want Cocoa Puffs again with Lucky Charms, you know, marshmallows, you know, just saying, or French fries, you know. I mean, there there are different ways that we need to crucify our flesh, but, you know, the love of money is the biggest thing here. And then when you're looking at the area of sexual exploitation, you know, the problem with pornography is that it objectifies men, women, and children. It makes them into an object. And speaking as somebody who was sexually abused when I was a child, and my perpetrator used pornography with me as a child, um, I can tell you that it took me years to not only wipe the crap out of my head, uh, it took it God. It took God quite a while to get that stuff out of my head that I was exposed to as a child, and the and the effects of that. Okay, but here's here's the thing that took even longer, and that was for me to be able to not feel like I was an object and not a person. And think about it. I mean, and that's what people don't do. They don't think about the man or the woman or the child who's being assaulted, you know, they're being treated like a piece of shit. Okay. I mean, some of you just got shocked because I said that word, but think about it. That's exactly how they're being treated. Like they don't matter. Like they stink. Like they're, you know, the, the, I don't know what the right word is. Like they're the crap that comes out of the body. I mean, that's not how you treat humanity, people. I don't know what's going on with my phone, but that's, that's not how you treat a person made in God's image. I don't care who it is, you know, it can be, you know, I mean, think about why people do what they do. Now I was having a good conversation with, with my friend Jennifer yesterday and, um, she, Dr. Jennifer Fee, she is an amazing, brilliant psychologist and she went through some of this training, um, a guy who was who was on training on trauma and one of the takeaway points that she was sharing with me was about how you know people um you know we have trump derangement syndrome right everybody's ah, deranged because of donald trump right or pelosi derangement syndrome whatever but you know one of the things that she took away from this um uh conference she was at was the idea that if we actually stopped and think about Nancy Pelosi or Donald Trump or anybody, but let's use those two as an example. If we actually thought about them as people and not these politicians that we can bash or praise or whatever from a distance, but we actually stopped and we went back into their life and looked at their life and what happened to them in their life as they were growing up, how they were treated as they were growing up, what they were taught about ethics and about value, about humanity, about religion. And we looked at how they were treated, their attachment style. I'm big on attachment style. But if we looked at all of that and then step back to look at who they are today, number one, it would give us more understanding about who they are. Hopefully it would give us some compassion about who they are. And of course, hopefully... It, as a Christian, we might get a sanctified mind, hopefully begin to look at people the way that the Lord intended for us to connect and be with people, right? That 
you know, if God fearfully and wonderfully made us and he knit us together in our mother's womb, the way that Psalm 139 talks about, right? You think about it. You know, I often, um, when I, when I counseled children, I would have like little needles and I go, okay, everybody, you know, this is what God was doing in your mommy's belly. You know, he was, he was knitting you together. He was making you, you know, and then you look at your fingerprints under a microscope or even a magnifying glass and you, you can literally look at your skin and look like it was literally knit together. You know, we take it for granted the magnificence of who we are, the value that we have as believers, right? But as God's highest creation, right? Here's the thing. Humanity is the highest level of creation that God ever made. The devil hates humanity. He hates you. He hates me because we're made in God's image. We're the only creation God ever made in his image. So, the devil, of course, wants to come in to kill, steal, and destroy. So what better way than to get God's creation that's made wonderfully and fearfully in his image to like partake of the degradation and the degrading of the thing, the very thing that God made in his image. Satan hates so much that he lures us and he causes this disgusting, vile degradation of humanity to reduce ourselves to disconnection and animal-like behavior when it comes to that type of thing. Animals don't care about intimacy, people. I don't care. You know, they don't, they don't like romance each other and, and all that. You know, if you, if you look at a dog go with another dog, they, that's exactly... <laughs> You know, you know, there's nothing romantic or loving about it, you know, um, which is why homosexuality and sodomy and all that is such an abomination to God. Okay. I mean, it, it is not how God intended humanity to be ran or to be, to be, to, to be, you know, in general, you know. So when we have people out there sexually exploiting people, children, which they should be shot for, in my opinion, um, but everybody, what the heck do you expect when somebody has never learned that they are valuable and precious in God's sight? What do you expect? How do you expect them to, you know, to respect themselves? And then you add on the extra layer of drug addiction, which is highly attached to the pornography world and alcohol addiction. You add those two things in there, they do that in order to cope, then you have a walking mess, right? That's why we need to be sharing the gospel with everybody wherever we can, because God can deliver people, you know? That's why I was uh, such a big advocate of triplexchurch.com, uh, uh, um, because they, they had on their heart to go into, um, you know, the pornography industry and start sharing the gospel, with people who are involved in it. Um, and they did it, unfortunately, to the disdain of Southern Baptist guy, Al Mohler, and others who were condemning them for putting Jesus Loves Porn Star on Bibles that they're handing people in the industry. And I'm thinking, really, Al Mohler, you should be ashamed of yourself for, for even going there when you're not even doing anything to help these people in bondage. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So that's why we do the show. 
is to give you hopefully a little bit of a perspective that will help you think and maybe go, you know, maybe what that woman with fluffy hair said is right. Maybe I should start thinking differently about whatever. And I mean, I can tell you as some, again, as somebody who survived sexual abuse and being violated that way as a child, especially, you know, the trauma is very real and it takes a very long time to, to deal with it, you know, and I don't know anybody personally, um, who has gone through similar things to me, who's actually ever been able to quote, get over it. You know, it, it stays with you for a lifetime. The Lord will heal you and he gives you the opportunity in different ways that you can work through things. But, um, you know, these things are designed to, to destroy you, you know, and it's only by God's grace. Frankly, I wasn't destroyed that a lot of therapy, <laughs> just saying, all right, so Bareface, tomorrow night you're going to come back for a Bible News Radio with the Bible study. What's, yeah, what's we're on? They're still in the first John, going to finish out chapter four, hopefully prayerfully move on to chapter five. Yeah, cool. Do you have any thoughts on this? On this? On what thing. I just said, you know, all that nice <laughs> stuff that I just, just tried okay. to lay a biblical worldview over all Amen. This. I mean, that's what this is all about is a biblical worldview. And... A lot of things running through my head. Um, you know, uh, I would that all of you were as I am, and that is a believer, a follower of Yeshua, the Messiah, a follower of Jesus the Christ. But even without that commitment, which I think is a dangerous thing to be without that commitment, but biblical principles are sound principles. Uh, they're not oppressive. They are not. They are not, you know, stifling and joy robbing. Uh, just the opposite. The the principles and the guidance laid out in the Bible are for our good. Um, yep. And in so many ways, and to endeavor to follow them. Uh, is not is not any sort of admission of weakness or surrender uh just the opposite it is a way to strength and and a satisfying life yeah it is all right well um you guys thank you for tuning in tonight i really appreciate it i know it's probably not as fun as some other shows but we try to make you know try to make it palatable um, keep us in prayer. You know, the Randall has applied for a job at the church. Um, they still haven't made a decision yet. That would really, uh, be beneficial to us if he gets hired, but you know, if it's not God's will, then, um, then we'll know hopefully sooner than later. Um, you know, we are still in need financially, um, of your support. So anything you can give to help us out would be great. Um, both of our dogs, um, are not eating. <laughs> right now uh tug our older dog um has not eaten pretty much for two days now and i think grover is having a hunger strike with tug because he seems to be fine otherwise just pray for our dogs i'm not really sure what's going on with them um and just you know please keep us in prayer um 
you know, just as a whole, you know, I'm dealing with a lot with my dad. Um, and of course, Randall and I both work full time and we're trying to help people, um, you know, with the different work that we do. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I asked for. Just keep us in prayer. I actually have, I'm going to be starting a local Bible study on Tuesday here, uh, with some of my friends who asked me to start a Bible study. So I would ask that you guys pray for me in that because I have not led an actual local Bible study in years, uh, like a long time. Um, but I think it's really cool that even though the Lord's kind of calling, called Bible news radio off air, he's calling me more local now to minister to some women. Um, but you know, it's a lot of work to do all that too. So just cover us in prayer. And, um, I trust the Lord that he, um, will provide, you know, for us financially the way that we need to be provided for, um, so that's it. That's, that's my prayer request. Um, if you guys need prayer for anything or you need anything, you guys know how to get in touch with us. If you're not already my friend on social media, uh, you can go ahead and contact me through our website at biblenewsradio.com. Okay. I think that's it. I think it's over. You survived people. Yeah, you did. Okay. So be bold, stand up and go with God people. Cause he loves you.